We're trying something new today. This is our first on-air coaching call on women taking the lead. What if I actually put myself out there and people knew, more people knew, I'm open for business. Wow, what could happen? Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. Here in Maine, we have September in full swing, and although the summer isn't officially over until September 22nd, with the kids back in school, the temperatures cooling, and the leaves starting to change color, I can feel myself already starting to relate to this time as being fall. I am looking forward to enjoying the things that fall brings, including all things pumpkin. And while I'm waiting for pumpkin, especially the pumpkin lattes, I'm going to highlight something you can enjoy all year round. And my sponsor, Simple Loose Leaf Tea, can bring it right to your doorstep. Simple Loose Leaf Tea isn't just another tea club that relies on its members to use up inventory on the verge of expiration. They are a family-owned subscription box company dedicated to enriching people's lives through the love of tea. And I don't know if you knew this, but after water, tea is the world's most consumed drink, and there's a reason for that. The many nuances and varieties of tea rival the great wines. And while the UK has been savvy to tea for centuries, we're just at the beginning of a tea revolution here in the United States. This is a fun time to start exploring the flavors and benefits of tea, and Simple Loose Leaf Tea is a great way for you to do that. Each month, you'll get four unique teas in each shipment with 10 grams of each tea sent in resealable pouches. You can also order more tea directly from the tea shop on the website. And to get a 15% discount on a new membership, go to simplelooseleaf.com forward slash lead tea and enter code lead tea. Now, I've got something completely new for you today. This is my first on-air coaching call. And with me, I have Terry DeCoster, who is working full-time hours between a couple of gigs, but really wants to get her own business off the ground. I'll let Terry introduce herself in a moment, but wanted to let you know what Terry and I discussed so you can decide if this intrigues you. Because of where Terry is in her business and what she was requesting of me, I found myself doing more consulting than coaching, and that's why you'll hear me do most of the talking as we start getting into the call. Terry and I discussed comparing ourselves to those who appear to have it all together, the pros and cons of hiring college students or brandy new professionals to, say, build a website or take on other technical work how to find professionals you can trust to help with your financials and admin support, developing branded forms to use in your business, and putting together presentations using Canva and PowerPoint. I've also included a link for you if you want to take the four tendencies quiz after hearing Terry and I talk about it. It's very important for you to understand what motivates you so you can set yourself up for success. So when you hear us talking about that, by all means, go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash Terry, and it's T-E-R-R-I to find the link to the four tendencies quiz so you can take that. All right, without further ado, here we are. 
All right. Hello, everybody. This is our first on-air coaching call, and I have with me Terry DeCosta. Terry, thank you so much for volunteering to be one of the first to do this. This is very vulnerable. You and I are both feeling a little vulnerable right now, so let's just say that from the get-go. So I hope those of you who are I hope that those of you who are listening, you can appreciate this because this is the first stab at this for me. And Terry is opening up her life and her business for the benefit of everyone here. So the hope is, is that you all get a lot of value um, through Terry getting coaching from me, but coaching is a very vulnerable place to be. And Terry, you've been trained as a coach, so you can really appreciate that. But to kick us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, your business as it is now, and what you're hoping, you know, your business will become one day? Okay. Um, Briefly, I, um, let's see, I have a master's in counseling uh, many years ago, and I also got a coaching uh, certificate like you um, from IPEC and uh, several years ago. And I'm really, uh, I have been working, coaching, mostly families going through transition, step parents, um, and folks going through divorce, separation, co-parent coaching. I've recently added um, to my skills in the last year or two um, family mediation. So I've really worked in the family realm. Um, relationships, I'm realizing, uh, fall into that category. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm trying to I've – do- I've had work and I've had clients, but I really I don't have a website. I don't have all this business plan. And so um, I sort of have had a – business, but I really want to take it to the next level and make it professional and serious and think, gosh, what if I actually had a website and put myself out publicly? What could I do? Who could I influence? You know, our clients I could help would be a lot more. (laughs) So. Yeah. And you, the, what's really amazing, Terry, is I, I really want people to, to hear this and, and understand this. Like you've been doing pretty well for yourself and you don't have a website and business cards. It's mostly word of mouth and networking and making connections. Mm-hmm. And you've still been able to have a viable business. And it could be even more so without the website and the business cards, because you could continue to do more of what you're already doing and continue to grow your business. Correct. You know, that's why I go, it's a miracle that I have clients that I have and do what I do. And I just kind of, when I wish I was doing more, helping more, making more money, uh, making this a viable business, more of a viable, because I also do other work, um, which a lot of coaches do, fledgling coaches or people who are beginning their businesses, you know, they say, don't quit your day job or keep your other side gig going. I do that, but I just go, gosh, what if I actually put myself out there and people knew, more people knew I'm open for business. Wow. What could happen? (laughs) Yeah. So your business is more of a side hustle right now, although a viable side hustle, you're just like starting, you're actually past the dreaming phase. You've been dreaming for a while about what would it look like if my business was X, Y, Z. But even before you and I talked about doing the strategy session, you were like, okay, I know I'm ready. You've already got your website, like, like ramping up. You're like, it's still in the works, but like you've already put work towards it. So you've already taken the steps to make this a full-time thing. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. So, yeah, and that's the other thing I've heard too. Some people who seem like overnight success, they put up their website and wow, everybody's, you know, 
um, I have to remind myself that, that this hasn't been an overnight success. I've been working, um, doing parent education, step parenting education, co-parent coaching for, I don't even know how many years, maybe almost eight, 10 years, you know? Um, so I do want to take it to a next level so that it could be really be my full-time, um, supporting my, my life, you know, but, um, so it's not to get discouraged too. When you see other people and you think, Oh God, they were an overnight success. Oh, I never can do that. You realize a lot of people have been working on things over time, but you just all of a sudden make the decision to take it seriously. Right. Well, there's two things in what you said. Like, yes, sometimes, you know, people seem to be an overnight success and the reality is they've been working on it for 10 or more years. And sometimes people appear to be a success, but it's all marketing. Right. right. It's, exactly. It's right. The smoke mirrors. Right. Right. So. The smoky mirrors. And I don't mm-hmm. mean to criticize those people yeah. because sometimes, you know, they're my friends. And, you know, I'll say, Oh my God, you look like you're doing so great. I'm so proud of you. They're like, Oh my God, I'm struggling. I'm so, you know, I'm struggling. Yeah. And that's the reality. Like, you know, we have to market ourselves, you know, to look very competent and successful. And the reality is, like, you know, it's kind of like a duck on water. You know, they seem like they're just floating across the pond and underneath it, they're feet are like kicking rapidly, like, like to, in order to keep momentum, but we don't see that. All we see is this like graceful duck just moving across the water. And that's, that's what, you know, a lot of times that's what's going on in business. We look like we've got it all together, you know, nothing's going wrong. It's going smoothly. And the reality is behind the scenes, it's a sweatshop. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And Terry, I also want to acknowledge, like you've done or I should say you didn't overstep an important piece that I see a lot of coaches, consultants, and service providers do when they want to have an online business is they skip the local networking. They skip building the foundation. You've laid the groundwork for your business. You have a lot of people and organizations. You're aligned with several organizations in your local community and a lot of people who when you do start, you know, being more visible online and promoting what you do, you already have people in your corner who are going to help promote you. And that work is done. And when people skip that step, they, you know, it's the whole like build your website and they will come. Well, it doesn't happen that way because right now there's a lot of noise out there. There are a lot of options. You know, there are other coaches, other consultants, other service providers that people can choose, but without a backing and people saying, I've worked with Terry. I know her. She's amazing. Sometimes all of that effort falls flat. So I really want to acknowledge you. It's not that you've been not doing anything. You've actually been doing a lot of work to get to this point. Right. Yes. And a lot of people do even, I've heard some professionals who really want to refer to someone professional from their business. They'll say, let me know when you have that website up and going. I have some clients I can refer to you. So I, I, you know, I started hearing that, especially the last couple of years going, okay, I need to uh, look more professional, um, in these areas, I just don't have that much uh, skills in technology and making a website. So that's the reason why. And realizing there are, like you said, some people just waiting for me going, okay, tell me when that's live and give yeah. me that business card and let's go. Yeah. You're feeling the call. Okay. Yeah. I love that's it. Good. Now yeah. here's another step we don't want to skip over. Cause a lot of times when people go to build a website and they're asked for content and what are you going to put on this and what do you want your website to do and what's the end result? How do you want people to respond to your website? There are a lot of questions you have to answer 
before you can answer those questions. So when you listed off the services you provided, there must have been five or six things that you listed. And the buzzwords I heard were divorce, step-parent, families in transition, mediation, and all of that. When you think about the business you dream about, like you have a good business right now, but I also know there's a, there's a, there's a evolution of your business that you dream about. What services are you focusing on in that business? Right now, um, the, the, my biggest bread and butter has been step family uh, mm-hmm. coaching. Mm-hmm. But I would say, you know, di- education around uh, separation and divorce and remarriage because the step parenting is really remarriage. And often I even have clients that have been remarried for eight years or something, maybe or four years or, um, and then some people who are newly uh, thinking of getting uh, involved in a relationship with someone who has kids from another prior relationship, you know, which is the definition of step families. Um, but I do feel that I can, that I have more skills, but I also know everyone says pick niche. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, my niche really has been the most uh, publicity I've probably gotten over is um, step families. Um, I was on main calling once uh, about a year and a half ago, and, and they called it the modern family. Mm-hmm. It was a call about modern family. So um, that sort of, is that family in transition? Is that a family that has transitioned? <laughs> and is this, um, you know, families are, are changing today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a traditional family. Yeah. And I, what I hear a lot of people say is I don't have a model for that, right? There's no role model you can look to. Like we don't have the TV show that we can say, that's a great example of how a family should be, that those are healthy relationships. That's what we want to model after. Normally on TV, we're seeing the the drama and dysfunction. And, you know, if it is, if it is a family that's gone through divorce and remarriage and there is step families involved, normally you're seeing all the crazy, which is funny, but it, it really like people don't want their lives to be as crazy as they see on TV. They want healthy relationships. They want harmony. They want family gatherings that are loving and people are getting along and people feel good, but we don't have a model for that. Right. Some of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's awesome. So, okay. So you said where you're getting tripped up is the technology. So tell me about that. Cause I know your website's underway, but what, what are some of the, the pieces that you're feeling like you're missing in order to make this happen? Um, well, partly the resources, spending the money to um, hire somebody or, you know, so I, I've started doing that on a sort of on a shoestring, though, using like um, young people, you know, straight out of college um, to help me um, for a low fee. So um, that's one thing. So you're laughing. Thing, Tell me yeah. what's, go, what's going on there. <laughs> well, just, just trying to pin them down. But I would say I'm just as guilty <laughs> pinning them down and pinning myself down versus maybe someone who's uh, a higher price point that's really uh, set up their business model of web design and web building, but they cost four times as much as a student or five times as much. Right. And the thing is, in this scenario, somebody has to lead the way. 
Yes. Right. If, yes. if they're not leading the way, you have to lead the way right. you and have I to say okay with uh, sort of procrastinating or hiding or not, you know, going on as I've been going on, not, not having it happen. Right. And that is the benefit of paying a little bit more money to hire a company or a firm who will work with, with you because they will lead the way they, they, if they're good, they will be very clear and set expectations. We're going to do this, but we're going to need this from you. Here are the milestones. So it's not to say that you can't bootstrap it and you can't work with college students because a lot of them do have the skills to get you to where Mm -hmm. you need to be, but you have to know that you're going to have to lead the way in that relationship. Probably true. Yes. Probably true. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In the learning. (laughs) Probably the learning. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you just have to decide. You know, and commit to it. And I think, you know, we're coming out of the end of the summer. And so I'm sure there's a little bit of summer craziness going on, especially if they're college students, they're in the middle of their summer break, they're trying to enjoy their summer, make some money. And also for you, you were just telling me before we started recording, there were family things going on, there's other things like, it's the summer crazy. But the nice thing with the fall, it's a nice transition time. You know, once people get settled, then you can declare a commitment. This is going to happen before the holidays start. Right. Yeah. So you can, you can take advantage of that time frame and that yeah. momentum right now. Yeah. I definitely am one of those people that, you know, uh, feels like September is the new year and not January. Yeah. I really do feel like September is the beginning. And so that's why I kind of set this as my, I had kind of set this as a goal and I still thinking, you know, <laughs> come hell or high water, something will be up in September. Mm-hmm. Maybe it won't be September 1st, but I'm like, okay, let's settle for September mm-hmm. um, because it is such a good starting point uh, for a lot of people. The new school year, we're all so trained that this is like a new uh, time to start on some new habits or new. Absolutely. Yeah. And take on a new mind frame too, mm-hmm. you know, so in terms of managing yourself and being the leader, mm-hmm. like really seeing yourself as the head of your company. Right. Right. And I like you, that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I've been in different programs where they've said, like, you might be a business of one, but you've got to relate to yourself as the CEO of your business. Yes. And treat it that way. Like, yeah. like as if you're running a big firm or a big company, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when you apply that mentality, you start doing things a little bit different and your the conversations you have are a little bit different. Right. You know, you start setting expectations and milestones and, and timeframes and you get very serious about it and you're less likely to put up with excuses from yourself and from other people. Even if you're paying them a nominal fee, you're still paying the money that they agreed to. Right, right. And as one of our colleagues uh, from IPEC, Priscilla Hansen Mahoney, she says, also be your best employee. Yes. You should be your own best employee. And so sometimes I do think of that too. It's like, if I was, you know, what would I want if I had an employee working for me doing this stuff? Exactly. And, and you really need to think about that because someday you might have an employee because I have clients who have employees and they'll complain about their employees behavior. And what I will find is the behavior they're complaining about in their employees, they're also displaying as the business owner. And so there's the whole be the change Right. Mm-hmm. If you want a certain behavior in your employees, well, how are you displaying that behavior? So yes, I love that mentality and really thinking about that because that will benefit you. So when you're ready to expand and start hiring, you already know the type of person you want to hire. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. Okay. What other technical difficulties are you dealing with, <laughs> Terry? There is um, looking at your, your worksheet, the administrative mm-hmm. tasks. Um, when we, you, you had sent a worksheet so that was really helpful and um, thinking about your interests, skills, and all that stuff in one of the areas, what is not your skill? What would you farm out if you had unlimited resources? And I did write technology, at least support, yeah. um, administrative support, Anything to do with broadly, uh, quote, math. Um, I always joke that I have a math handicap. <laughs> I don't yeah. know to do, but um, so the uh, bookkeeping, the okay. record tracking, and um, that type of uh, tracking is not my strength. Administrative paperwork. Um, when you say administrative paperwork, there's a lot that can fall under that category. What what are you referring to there? Well, I would like to um, come up with more uh, forms that I think I need, like, um, which I have one right now, but like invoices, realizing if I really want to go mm-hmm. live, uh, could I send people some pre-work uh, documents um, more, doing more of that. I've done it on a more casual level, but something that looks good on the um, computer, that yeah. I can email, um, invoicing tracking uh, my business. This is the other thing is so, uh, tracking my own business. Everyone says, Oh, great. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you get all these benefits. At least uh, you do have to pay more personal, I mean, taxes as a, yeah. an entrepreneur, but also you have benefits tracking, buying that ink cartridge or yep. mileage. And those are systems that I'm like, Oh, I have not at all taken seriously that I would like to take seriously and get the maximum benefit. If I am going to be doing this. Yes, there are huge benefits to be had when you're an entrepreneur, um, especially if you're working out of your home for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of um, deductions you can take. Do you have somebody, um, an accountant or a bookkeeper, tax person in your life that you can consult with to talk about these things? No, I have a kind of expensive accountant that my mother had referred me to, and I'm just like, he's out of my league, and I have but I don't use them to consult because I think it's too expensive. Okay. It's for the very minimum. So I'm like, I want somebody that, that I could be like a bookkeeper. Yes. Help me set up the systems. Yep. I have someone in my network I can refer you to. He will, um, he will talk you through all the things you need to know as a business owner in terms of what you can claim, what you can't claim. And also if you're interested, he will go back a few years and review your taxes to see if there are any deductions that you didn't take that you could take advantage of. And if it's worthwhile to refile your taxes as well. Okay. Great. Thank you. You are welcome. I will put you in touch with him. He is great. Okay, so what I'm hearing in the other stuff, so like bookkeeping and all of that, I think that can get taken care of with this gentleman. And there are some other people I know that you can definitely chat with as well. And for those of you who are listening, like call on your network. Like I love using Facebook for this sometimes Mm -hmm. too. It's like just putting a post out there saying, Hey, does anyone have a bookkeeper tax consultant, you know, that you love, trust, would highly recommend you would let your children be babysat by this person, you know, tell me about them, message me. I'm looking for something, somebody, and you don't have to commit to everybody that is referred to you, but it could give you some options because this is something you don't just want to look in 
the Yellow Pages for. You want to hear from people that they've had good experiences working with people in these areas because these are people who are dealing with finances. Um, and that's, that's an area you don't want to gamble with. Um, so that's my recommendation for those of you listening. Now, Terry, what I'm also hearing in terms of your invoices and your pre-work, and I'm imagining there are, um, you know, probably I'm also thinking some proposals, things of mm-hmm. that nature. It's more branded forms that you're looking for there, that admin work. Yes. You're looking, you want to, what I'm hearing is you want to outsource that, have somebody like give somebody a general idea of what you needed to say and have them put together something pretty. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, if I could. Yes. Or otherwise, or how do, you know, putting together invoices. And I did write a note to a copywriting and trade marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been contracted to do actually a presentation um, and I'm working on that. And, I'm really, and then someone's saying, make sure you put copyright or something on every slide or every handout that those are yours. And I was like, Oh God, what, how, how does that look? How do I do that? Mm, That's interesting. Now, the other thing here, is there definitely people out there who can do this and can also, I know you said you, you've signed up for fresh books and you're kind of playing around with that. I believe fresh books will let you brand the invoices, um, but there are definitely people out there who have experience with fresh books, who have experience with PowerPoint or whatever software you're using. And you probably have some people in your network um, who know how to do this. And considering the fact that you are looking to bootstrap, right? Resources and money is definitely a concern. So um, we're kind of taking things one by one right now. But what I'd like you to do um, when we are off this call is make a list of the things that you want done. Decide what's the priority, Mm -hmm. like what you absolutely have no interest doing and would rather spend some money to have somebody else do. And the other things that maybe if you like locked yourself down for like two hours, you could get through it and get it done. You could do it yourself, (laughs) right? So really decide what's worth investing money in and what you can do yourself. And then the things that are worth investing money in, if you can't think of anyone off the bat that could do this, again, Facebook is a great place. Go to your network, go to the people you trust who are also entrepreneurs and, you know, have, have, are growing their businesses and ask if they have somebody that they're working for, you know, a virtual assistant or an admin, somebody who could do that work, Mm -hmm. um, who might be reasonable. And you might find somebody who is going through a divorce or is, you know, starting to date somebody after divorce or is, you know, dating somebody who's been through a divorce and they have kids and that sort of thing. Would they be willing to barter with you? Like you will help them through that process and they get your forms branded and all pretty and lovely. And I would imagine with, yeah. yeah, with a little bit of inquiry and, you know, putting feelers out there, you can find somebody who can do this for you. Now, you know, it doesn't have to be like the forms don't have to be like, wow, you look like you spent hundreds of dollars on this form. It needs to be professional looking, right? Decide what your standard is, what you're looking for, be clear on that and see if somebody's willing to and capable of creating that for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So really take advantage of your network and who you know, especially with you. And for those of you who are listening, if you're entrepreneurs, you've been going to networking events, you've been meeting people, even if you don't know somebody directly, tap on the people you do know and ask them if they know somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Really take advantage of your network. 
Awesome. Okay. What other, are there other technical difficulties that you're having with getting your business off the ground? I would say that the IT support, um, just about the present, like presentations and webinars or something like that. That's, I don't know if I clarified that. I did say IT support, um, just someone that I could turn to to help, you know, tutor me. I actually <laughs> tutored with a, my stepsister because I, I have a blended, you know, step family myself and um, her daughter who's 16. We got on a Zoom call yeah. and she showed me how her, making her high school presentations. And, uh, and I was just like, get it, here I am like getting coaching from like a 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah, who cares, right? <laughs> right? But, yeah, so, um, but anyway, so like that, but I, I also could use more probably, you know, more help, somebody closer by. Right. We but, chuckle so at I these things, support. but like that, that is pretty huge. A 16 year old who was willing to get on a zoom call with you and show you what you didn't know. Yeah. And for like an hour and she showed me her presentations are amazing. Um, so it like PowerPoint versus this new technology she's using in the schools called Prezi. So mm-hmm. I'm doing some research on that. Let's see if that would be easier. So I've got IT kind of bookkeeping, finance, uh, bookkeeping, you know, setting up the business and also tracking my own self, see if I'm actually making money. Like, and I hear that on your podcast, Jody, to talk about the, you know, what is your business netting and what are you netting personally taking home? Like, is this really a viable business to sustain me so I can, you know, move into this? Right. And the person I want to introduce you to, he does bookkeeping and accounting. So like, And to distinguish for people, a bookkeeper will track all of your income and expenses and make sure everything's going into the right category. So when you report it to the IRS, you know, it's an accurate picture of what's going on in your business. Whereas in an accountant, um, they will not only do your tax reporting, they will also, they can explain to you how your business is doing right? They can give you reports, break it down to you, tell you what you've net. And they could probably also even show you what's making money for you in your business and what's not and what's costing you the most amount of money and what's not, right? So they can almost like, it's almost like the difference between somebody like giving you a book and the other person will like explain it to you. Right. That's what I need to ask someone to explain it to me. Yes. So yeah, so I've got the IT, the uh, forms, uh, help with forms, like you're saying, and um, accountant. Um, and then the last thing is, you know, maybe getting back to the website is I is I feel that I need, but maybe I don't. Maybe this is inadequate, just inadequate thing, but like copywriter, like for the web is, or should I, would you say most people just write their own stuff, Terry? And, you know, how do you feel about good it? enough? I don't know. I, I guess, I'm, you know, I'm thinking as I'm saying, I probably have people in my network, friends, colleagues, you know, that would read something for me and say, yeah, that sounds good. Or can I change this around? Or what I really feel is missing. Mm-hmm. I probably could reach out. I could write something and um, use my own network of colleagues that would be, you know, willing to help. Yeah. And there are amazing copywriters out there Mm -hmm. that, you know, will interview you and ask you all about your business and then spit something back out. That's really good. What I found, I've hired copywriters a couple of times for the content on my website. And what I end up doing is rewriting it anyway, because Mm -hmm. I find they're close, but they're not 
exactly accurate in like my voice or Ooh. how I would say things. So I find myself rewriting it anyway, because it's like, oh, that's not how I would say it. So that that's kind of my first initial take, but they can also help you clarify you know, exactly right. what you're trying to convey. Um, and there are definitely times when you will not have the time to spend a lot of time copywriting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also interview your clients and get a lot of information from them about what drew them to you and how okay. you work, how, you know, how would they explain how they work with you? You know, how would they describe your services? And what you provide, that sort of thing. What I find most people struggle most with is the about page, right? You probably can describe your services and get testimonials from your clients and, you know, put, put it in front of your clients and have them say, well, I might say something a little bit different. What I find most people struggle with is talking about themselves. Yes. (laughs) And here's that age old thing of we don't want to brag. We don't, you know, want to pump ourselves up. We want to be humble. But your about page is where you really need to not be humble and Mm -hmm. really talk to your clients. And I would say this too, because this comes up a lot too, in terms of do I do my about page in the first person or the third person? Do I, you know, talk as if I'm talking directly to the person who's coming to my website, or is it as if somebody else is talking about me? I would say for your business and given the relationship you're trying to build with the people who come to your website, I would put it in the first person. Okay. Right. It's more intimate. Yes. And you're talking directly to them. You know, um, there are some professions I can see why they might want, want it to be as if somebody else is talking about them. But I think for you and I, with the relationship we have with our clients, there, there's so much trust building we have to do, you know, before somebody will contact us. I think talking in the first person makes a lot of sense. And then you tell your story. Mm -hmm. Right. And what you're trying to do, you know, and you know, why are, are you trying to help people in this area? Mm -hmm. What makes you qualified to do so? And don't be humble about it. You know, state, state the facts, you know, you've, you've done a lot. You've been involved in organizations. You have a lot of training you've worked with. I mean, probably hundreds of people at this time spoken in front of probably close to thousands of people Maybe. at this point, right? Yeah. When you think about all the group presentations, the group presentations you've done I've over done, yeah. the years, mm-hmm. you know, it's in the thousands mm-hmm. of people you've spoken to um, and you have writing out there, you have a body of work, you know, like don't be yeah. humble about those things. Like you are qualified, you are friendly, you know, be on your about page, be the person that people would sit down with and have a yeah. conversation with. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> right. And if you have a hard time with it, talk, like talk it out loud, like record yourself talking with somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe just have a conversation about your business and what you're trying to do and that sort of thing. Have the, have a recorder going and then listen back to it and notice how you said things and use okay. that. Okay, great. 
Okay. And then in terms of IT, let, let's dive into that a little bit too, because I, when I think IT, I think like my computer breaks down and this is the person I want to call, or if I need like added security yeah. um, on my website or something like that, they might be the person I would consult with. But what I'm hearing you say is more in terms of getting comfortable with software. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So tell me about the software that you want to be using in your business. Um, I would like to um, be better at um, Excel for the tracking, for the bookkeeping, and maybe they can help me. Maybe that's the person right there that's going to help me set up either FreshBooks or QuickBooks or, you know, QuickBooks Pro. I've heard everybody. So I'll assume that person's going to help me set that up. Yeah, if you've got FreshBooks or QuickBooks, you don't need Excel for your bookkeeping. Okay, great. Like that replaces Excel. Yeah, Yeah, Excel is a great place to start. So for those of you who are like new, 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 new to your business and you've got no money, Excel is a a great place to start. Just keeping track of like your income, your expenses. You just have to be diligent about it and you just got to make sure it's getting done. However, when you start investing in software, you can probably also like hook up. I know QuickBooks, you can definitely do it. Um, probably FreshBooks as well. You can hook up your bank accounts, your credit cards and all of that. So the transactions automatically dump into your software and you just need to assign which bucket it needs to go into. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So I'm assuming that person can help me with that side. The computer side is um, presentations like PowerPoint. I, I, I've taught with PowerPoint. I've mm-hmm. made minor edits, but I've never created one from scratch. I have given some tries, but the, the for honestly, the PowerPoint I have right now too is probably over three years old or older. And in the world of software, that's like a million years old, mm-hmm. um, Prezi or something. So I'm a type of person knowing myself. I work better. I've done enough assessments and everything. I work better with somebody with me. And so I... Uh, if I had somebody who could like show me, I'm a show me person and I mm-hmm. can do it, uh, tell me or lecture to me or something. And I'm just like glazing over at some point. At some point I need to get hands on and somebody needs to help me be hands on. I'm a kinetic learner person or something. Um, so someone who can help me with that, because I, I think I could do some webinars or something, but I totally get stymied by, I don't know how to do it. So yep. it doesn't happen. Okay couple of thoughts. I'll share my experience with you because we're, we're in the software technical experience. Mm-hmm. This isn't a lot of like touchy-feely stuff that's no. blocking you. You just really need the knowledge. Right. Um, technical a, support. A couple of things. I took, um, what are those programs? The adult education? Yeah. Lo- local adult education. That's what they, I want to do. Yeah. yeah. They offered a PowerPoint class. I think for me, it was a week during the summer and it, you were at computer terminals. It was hands-on. I don't think it was the entire week. I think it was like a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and they walked through all of the functionality of PowerPoint and how you can set it up. So if you want words to kind of like flow in and flow off the screen and do all because PowerPoint, the thing with PowerPoint, I was listening to another podcast this morning and they were talking about PowerPoint. It like, it's been around for a long time. It's got all the bells and whistles, but sometimes people don't need all the bells and whistles. They need like basic functionality. You're really just looking for some basic slides to um, use as an anchor for what you're saying during your presentation. 
Right. And we could do a whole topical episode on what works and doesn't work for presentations based on your audience, the size of your audience, what have you. Sometimes if it's a, it's a smaller group of people, I will not I will have a PowerPoint presentation that I could use, but I don't because the group's so small and power a presentation at that point is distracting. Mm-hmm. If it's a larger group, sometimes it can be a nice anchor because when there are a lot of people and people are further away from you, sometimes it's hard for them to stay focused on you because they're not as close to you as the people who are sitting in the first few rows. So that's kind of a side thought. Um, Something I've gotten into lately, um, have you heard of Canva? I've heard of it, but I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you what it is. It's if you're not a graphic designer, it is a software that can help you design images, whether they're for social media, whether they're for invitations, present, they also like, and they keep expanding and getting better, which is just amazing. It's fun to play around with. Um, and I, I've been using it for about a year or more. I create all the graphics for social media in Canva. And about six months to a year ago, I started creating all my slides in Canva. Oh, okay. so slides for presentations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so now what you're, you're not going to have is the ability to have words kind of dance on and off the page, but I'm not looking for that anyway. I've actually come to realize my style is very simplistic. I'm not looking for bells and whistles in my presentation. It's my presence. It is my stories. And it is the information I'm conveying that is more powerful than anything that's going on on the slide. I think of the slides as a nice anchor and and a a visual to help people remember what it is I'm saying after my presentation is over. Yes. So I will create um, in Canva an image, whether it's like a picture or if it's just like a word or two. Um, I'll create the, um, the graphic. And then what I do is I download it as an image. And then in PowerPoint, I just, I upload the image onto the slide. Mm-hmm. So in Canva, I just make sure it's the dimensions are the same in PowerPoint. So for example, the one I did um, recently for podcast movement, the slides, like I got an email from podcast movement saying the screens were going to be a 16 by nine dimension. So in Canva, I made sure my slides were 16 by nine, 16 by nine inches. And then Mm -hmm. in PowerPoint, I made sure the PowerPoint was set up with 16 by nine dimensions as well. So then when I downloaded the images onto my computer and I was uploading them into PowerPoint, they just fit perfectly on the slide. It was Mm -hmm. done. And then I moved on to the next one. So pretty easy peasy. So yes, you can take um, a continuing education or adult education course with PowerPoint. I think, you know, just for like comfort, you know, when you're up there presenting, there's a level of comfort you want to have with the software you're using. So that could be beneficial regardless. And I think Canva is also worth checking out because you can create some really powerful, very beautiful slides in Canva that I wouldn't even know where to begin on how to do that in PowerPoint. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. What a good tip. Thank you. Yes. Um, And then in terms of webinar, given where you are, where you're just kind of starting out and you're also bootstrapping it, I would also say don't invest in like the the monthly subscriptions like GoToWebinar or Webinar Ninja. There's a whole bunch out there. We're, you know, doing this call on Zoom right now. Do Zoom. 
Yeah. Okay. Right. There is yep. a way that you can hook up your um, your contact management system or your email capture to have people sign up for a webinar through that. So then you'll know who's registered. You can contact them through your email clients. So for me, it's MailChimp. All I do is create a page on my website and I, you know, say register here and they put in their name and their email address and then they're automatically on my MailChimp account on a specific list. So all of the autoresponders and updates on the webinar, when it's happening, you know, and going down, I can email them that information and then they show up on the day at the time on a Zoom call. And what's great about Zoom is you can have, um, if I think it's, if you pay, I think it's about $70 a year. There's no limit to how long the meeting can be. There is a free version of Zoom, but it's, I think it's 45 minutes. After 45 minutes, you get booted out of the room. Your call is over. And most webinars will go anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes. So it's worth investing a little bit of money to pay for it for the year. I think you can have up to 100 people um, at that level of subscription. Mm -hmm. And you can also, um, you can mute everybody. You can Mm -hmm. unmute everybody. People can come in with cameras on, cameras off. You can set all of those um, configurations in zoom. And the other thing is you can share your screen so you can pull up your PowerPoint presentation and share your screen. Yes. And that's the other it thing that question that I was, is that I actually do when I'm doing private coaching I do a lot of drawing like, uh, on a whiteboard or flip chart and I'm draw genograms or type in how families change. Yes. So like if I had a call and a zoom call, I was like, how could I incorporate that? Yeah. And as I understand, I have to play with it, but someone was saying you can do have a screen where you can draw and do some of the visual. I think you can do that in PowerPoint too. There might be other software yeah. that has drawing boards, but if you pull up PowerPoint as if you were creating a new slide, there's a drawing tool in, in PowerPoint. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I just mean like live though. If like say I'm talking with you right now and say, yeah. I'm with you or a client and say, Jody, let me take a minute. I want to draw this out for you because I really feel like, uh, you know, when you click where to pull up a screen that you draw on and show something in real time yes. related to that person. That's what I'd like to do yeah. because that's what I do in person. Yeah. It's the and, same thing. It's just, they wouldn't okay. see your face as right, you were drawing. Fine. Right. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Good to so know. So you just pull up like, so for instance, we're talking about PowerPoint, but I'm sure there are yeah. others, there's other drawing tools and software out yeah. there. You just pull that up. You tell you, you know, click on the button on zoom to share your screen. It will pull up all of the open windows you have. So mm-hmm. you click on the drawing tool or PowerPoint, and then it's sharing that. And then they can still hear you and you, you just start drawing. Okay. All right. I'll look at that. I made a note there. Yes. Yes. You know, what's really funny. I'm sitting here. I'm like, this is like all the stuff I wish someone had talked me through in the beginning. Like I wanted to bootstrap, but I didn't know how to bootstrap. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the frustration for a lot of people. Like whenever we're trying to do something new, it's like, well, it's going to cost this and you're going to have to hire this person. And, you know, and I find if you just tap into other people and find out what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. You know, that's why coffee dates are so great. You'll, you'll get so much information and avoid some of the pitfalls that other people have experienced and save a boatload of money. Right. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything else in terms of technology that's been holding you back? 
stuff that I can think of other than maybe I'll need a new computer at some point. (laughs) (laughs) We we all do. (laughs) With this graphics and everything, I'm going, oh gosh, will it be slow? Will it, you know? Well, the the version of PowerPoint I have, you mentioned yours being three years old. I think the version I have is the version I downloaded when I did the adult education class. I'm still using it. Like Mm -hmm. I, I do have a mentality of like, like use it till it breaks, Yes, you know, and and then go and then just make sure you have money set aside so you can invest as things need to be purchased. Okay. Now we've covered the technology and we still have some time left. So what, what other things do you feel like are holding you back? I, I definitely, you know, reviewed the note you sent me, um, yesterday, Um, Just to kind of get myself into a mind frame of what we'd be talking about. You did say you got tripped up on the business end of your business. And you also made the comment besides needing an accountability partner. Yes. Right. That would be the other piece. That's the personal uh, side of it is the accountability. I'm a, you know, put a lot of my, I have kids and a partner and just, other organizations I belong to and things like that. So I tend to put all of those things first before myself, this, and that's, you know, prioritizing my time yes. to work on this. Yeah. Yes. Having an accountability partner is, I, I'm going to say it's crucial. Like okay. I'm amazed sometimes when I meet business owners and they have nobody holding them accountable. There are some people who have a personality type where they don't need any external Mm -hmm. accountability. They, um, Gretchen Rubin, um, when she talks about the four tendencies, she describes them as upholders, right? Once they have a goal, go mm -hmm. ahead. I was just say, I'm the obliger. So am I. I. Great. Great. So for anybody who has not experienced Gretchen Rubin and the four tendencies, um, the two personality types we just referred to there is the upholder and the upholder. Once they set a goal and they decide they're going to do something, that's it. It's getting done. They don't need anyone to tell, to remind them of it or tell them to do it. In fact, that will often annoy them because they've already got it locked down. They don't need any help. Obligers are people pleasers right? So external accountability is huge Mm -hmm. for us. And I think Gretchen had said that about 10% of the population is an upholder, but the majority of the population are obligers. So most of us do need some external accountability. Not that you need someone to make you feel bad if you don't get things done, but just somebody who's going to ask you, how did it go? Did you do Mm -hmm. it? You know, that sort of thing. It's like having a friend who's going to meet you at the gym. Correct. Right. right. You don't want to not, sh- and more than you don't, you want to work out. You don't want to let the person down by not showing up. Exactly. And <laughs> You're I've okay had with times- not working out. You're just like, I can't leave that person that. <gasps> right. You know, and for me, like working out at the end of the day by myself, it will almost never happen. So if yeah. I'm working out on my own, it's got to happen in the morning or it probably mm-hmm. isn't going to happen because by the end of the day, I'm tired and I'm hungry and I just want to relax. Yeah. Except if I'm meeting up with somebody mm-hmm. and then it happens, yeah. right? That's the difference for me. I don't want to let them down. So I do whatever it takes to get myself in a good place before that's going to happen, you know, eat or rest or relax, or I'll go tired, mm-hmm. right? Or a little bit hungry because it doesn't matter because what's more important is I cannot disappoint this person, right? So you want to have, so really thinking about that, you need to have an accountability partner who will, you will, 
not want to disappoint. So it can't be somebody who flakes out on you because as yeah. an obliger, what happens is, is like, we, we get into that, like, okay, well, I'm putting up with their BS. They'll put up with mine. Right. So if they're flaking out on you, you'll start flaking out on them. Now the, it's not serving its purpose anymore. So you really need to find somebody who is as in it to win it as you are. And my recommendation would be somebody who is in similar places in their business or just a little bit ahead of you. Hmm. Right. It's, it's kind of, it's good for an accountability partner for you to be having the same types of conversations. Mm -hmm. Right. Like find this mythical person. (laughs) It's easier than, you know, you just have to start putting out feelers. Okay. You know, and even say, I'm looking for an accountability partner, but these are, this is the criteria I'm looking for. Okay. So when you go to networking events, when you're chatting with people, you'll be amazed how quickly you can find what you're looking for when you start telling people what you're looking for. Okay. Yeah. Those networking meetings, people are often really ready to help. The people who are drawn to it, I think, seem like they are connectors. And they're like, oh, what do you need? What do you need? Yeah. You know, they are seem to be naturally the people who are drawn to going to a networking meeting. Yes. Yes. Right around the time I was looking for a mastermind group, I had somebody in my network who was also constantly bringing it up. Like I'm looking, but you know, they were saying what was really great is they they were very clear about what they were looking for. They, they said, I want somebody who's written a book who has a podcast and who does public speaking. <laughs> I just started laughing. I was like, well, that's me. Yeah. You know, but that was where her business was at. So she wanted to be in a mastermind group with people who were doing similar things and at the place in their business that she was at or a little bit further ahead. Okay. Right. So you want to, so that's a mastermind group, which can be very similar to accountability partner, yeah. but the difference is, is like, it's the difference between a partner and a group, you right. know, and a so mastermind there's my group would be great too. I would, I would do that as well. Yes. You can expand it to a mastermind group. The calls might be a little bit longer. Um, but with a mastermind group you can get, um, because it's more than two people, it's usually three or four. I would never go beyond five or six because then it becomes cumbersome. Mm-hmm. I'd probably even limit it to four or five people. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot to manage when you have that many people and there has to be more ground rules and expectations with the larger group. The great thing about a partner is it could be a 15, you know, you know, 30 minute call. It doesn't okay. have to be the full hour. It's a check-in, you know, here's what I committed to last week or two weeks ago, whatever the, um, the frequency is that you're meeting, you know, you do the check-in. This is what I committed to. This is what happened. This is what I didn't get done. I'm recommitting to this. The next time we talk, I'm going to have this done. And the other person does the same. But if you have some time, you can also ask each other, especially if you've teamed up with coaches, service providers, counselors, yeah, you, yeah. you also have the added benefit of you, you can um, play off each other to be like, what are you struggling with? Is there anything you need help with this week? Or you want to talk through, you know, the, your accountability partner, your master mastermind group can be a great sounding board, mm-hmm. you know, for the ideas you have in your business and the struggles you're having in your business. That's why it's so vital. I think as business owners to have that, especially, you know, being a the business owner or a sol- solopreneur or both, um, it can be very isolating and we can mm-hmm. get in our heads and problems can feel so difficult. 
until we start talking about it with other people. And they're like, oh, I went through that. And you just do this kind of like what you and I were doing where you're like, oh my God, technology is just so over my head. And like, there were points in this call where I was like, oh, just do this, this, and this. And you were like, oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. That's what an accountability partner in a mastermind group can do for you as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So just be very clear about what you're looking for like how frequently you want to meet, what your time schedule allows, what kind of support you're looking for, because there's no one way to do it and there's no one right way. It's all a matter of what are the needs and expectations of the people involved. Yeah. Okay. I'll maybe start try to put that out there more. Yes. And in another term I've been hearing lately, and I actually met two women who were starting a new podcast at Podcast Movement, it was going to be called the Biz Besties podcast because the mm-hmm. next level up from accountability partner is having a Biz Bestie. You know, okay. that person, like, it, it's like that, um, that there's just added layers of trust and partnership. And also the boundaries are a little bit different. You know, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be talking not just at your scheduled times, but you'll probably also be sending each other messages throughout the day. So I would say with the biz bestie, it's kind of like dating. You know, you don't expect to find the perfect fit the first mm-hmm. or second mm-hmm. time. You kind of date yeah, yeah. people and eventually you'll find somebody who you'll be like, yes, yes, we connect. Like we're of this, you know, of similar mindsets. We balance each other out. We can mm-hmm. challenge each other and help each other grow you know, and I am, I got to tell you, I'm just dying for this podcast to come out because I want to hear all about it. Because the more people were talking about it, Natalie Ekdahl of the Biz Chicks podcast mentioned it on her show because her and Lisa Woodruff of Organized 365. Yes, I are, love I know Lisa's awesome. They're biz besties. Like Natalie flew from San Diego to Cincinnati to visit Lisa. Like okay. that's the level of relationship that can develop. And this is going to be a podcast, Biz Besties podcast. Biz Besties podcast. Okay. I'm putting I a note. I got to look for that one. I'm going to stay out. tuned. If I hear that it's gone live, I will blast it out to the stratosphere. Yep. Yes. Cool. Good stuff. Okay. Well, that's good. Awesome. Terry, anything else, anything else you need from me or anything else that's burning for you right now? No, I think we've, we've, I'm getting the priorities, like you said, getting lost in my head with so many things um, to realizing going the priorities and just getting those things done. Um, I can worry about making things prettier or the scripting the language perfectly or what I want to add or whatever, and just like more going, okay, get clear, get your priorities and start taking off the list. Okay. Um, And so some background information for those of you who are listening in, my strategy sessions are two hours and then I have a 45-minute follow-up accountability call that I do just to make sure people are doing you know, taking action and, you know, it's, it's like being the obliger. You need that outward accountability. But in talking about the strategy session, something Terry asked me, and I was completely agreeable to, she asked if we could break up the two hour strategy session into two one hour slots. So that's what we're doing. So actually Terry, you and I are getting together in a couple of weeks. We're going to actually have the opportunity to meet in person because you're pretty local to me. So that's going to be a ton of fun. So That's definitely something we're going to be talking about in that next session is your priority list and what you've started cracking away with, along with any things that have come up along the way. Because as we know, the best laid plans 
go yes. all awry as soon as they, the, you know, as soon as the rubber hits the road and our plans hit reality, things will change. So we'll be able to talk about any obstacles you've run into or any struggles you're having. So we can kind of tweak and modify the strategies that we've come up with. But even if you're ahead of the game, send me, you know, what you've gotten done, your priority list and what you've tackled, because we might even be able to hash out some of this stuff even in between sessions. So okay, definitely take you. advantage of that. All right. Super. Thank you. All right. Well, Terry, I am going to say goodbye, but you can stay on. We're going to stop recording. Um, and thank you to those of you who are listening. And oh, Terry, um, if those of you, those of you who are listening, if you are curious about Terry, or maybe you've been, you're, you're raising your hand going, oh my God, I would be the most amazing accountability partner, or I would love to be in a mastermind group with Terry. Terry, how did they get hold of you? Um, well, my, uh, probably my email is the best way. And that's, uh, Terry Deco at gmail.com right now. I don't have yep. attached and to my website. So it's T E R R I D E C O at gmail.com. Okay. And I will have that in the show notes as well. So you can go to women taking the lead.com forward slash Terry. And I'm just going to leave it like that, T-E-R-R-I, just to keep it mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find the show notes for this this um, on-air coaching call on that page, and it will have her email address if you're in the car on the road and you're just like, that's easier to remember. So womentakingthelead.com forward slash T-E-R-R-I. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Yay. The first one is done. I can believe it. When Terry and I were done with that call, we looked at each other because we could see each other via Zoom. And we were just amazed at like how quickly the time went by. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'd love to hear what you got out of this episode. And also I have something else I wanted to share with you. In this episode, Terry talked a lot about technology and I've got an additional tool to recommend for you. If you are someone who feels buried in email and if you know you can't help but get distracted by new emails coming in, then you're going to love hearing about my new sponsor, SaneBox. I started using SaneBox about two weeks ago, and the first week I used it was the week I was away for podcast movement. I was occupied almost all day, every day for over a week, but as you know, the emails keep coming. Emails don't slow down just because you get busy. However, because I was using SaneBox, only the most critical emails went straight to my inbox, while newsletters, emails from my favorite brands, and lower priority correspondence went into a separate folder filed Sane later. Instead of weeding through those emails all day, I dedicated about 20 minutes at the end of the day to quickly read, delete, and in some cases, unsubscribe from the emails that had been clogging up my inbox for months. Go to sanebox.com forward slash lead to sign up for two weeks for free to see if Sanebox can save your day like it saved mine. If you end up subscribing, you'll also get a $20 credit that will be applied to your first year of service. Trust me, this is a smoking hot deal. So what did you think of the on-air coaching call? You can email me at Jody J-O-D-I, at womentakingthelead.com or leave a comment on the post where you found this episode. Thank you all so, so much for joining me and here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. 
It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.